The Rams take down the Saints on Thursday night football. Matthew Stafford threw 328 passing yards. The Bengals and Steelers trying to make a playoff push, as well as the Miami Dolphins and the Dallas Cowboys trying to get themselves into the one seed and a potential Super Bowl matchup. The 49ers and Ravens on Christmas Day. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Good evening. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski Podcast by Power 88, Dean Radio, and Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm Chris Kostich, along with CJ Medeiros and Justin Tucker. Mm-hmm. Good slate here for the holiday edition of the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas. CJ, Tuck, what, what are you guys most excited for this weekend? We know what time it is. We know what time it is on Monday on Christmas Eve. Oh, man, I can't wait for Christmas night. I can't wait. I'm I'm nervous, but at the same time, excited. This is a potential game of the year. This actually might be game of the year. I can't wait to see it. Potential Super Bowl matchup, to say the least. Both mm-hmm. top, the Niners and the Ravens, the two top teams in the NFL. We'll get to that. Later on in the show, but first right. of all, no, no, I have to say what I'm looking forward oh, sorry, to. No. No, like, CJ, I don't care about you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Bad feelings mutual. Anyway, uh, for me, it's not even football related now. It's just like, it's just nice to unwind from last semester, which I don't know if those listening will know it, it was a cookie, but you know, just, just chilling, you know, hanging with family and stuff. That's a, it's going to be a welcome change of pace. I tell you what. And we wish you luck for the second semester, CJ. Yep. When you graduate, guess who's going to be there to watch it? Not me. You? Wait. No way. I'll come down to watch you graduate. Oh, epic. Thank you, my guy. Well, geez. You have to tell me when graduation day is. You have to give me the heads up. All right. Would you go to my, if I have a grad party, would you go? Depends on the day, but yeah, I would go. I think it'd be the day after. Sure. Fuck it. Why not? Damn, if Tuck's going, I'm going to have to go. Shit. Sure, yeah, sure. You're invited. You're one of the good ones. No, I meant the graduation, not the party, but I'll go to the party oh. too. Yeah, sure. Either way. We'll we'll discuss later. Let's, uh, let's get it. All right. Let's get into it. Rams taking down the Saints last night, Thursday night football. Uh Matthew Stafford having a pretty solid night, 328 yards, two touchdowns. Story here though, Puka Nakua. Um mm-hmm. nine catches, 164 yards, and one touchdown. Wasn't a huge night for Cooper Cup, which kind of made me want to kick myself in the nuts because I had him in fantasy for fantasy playoffs, but six catches, 52 yards. Pretty good day out of Chris Olave, nine catches, 123 yards. 
And the big thing here, Rams defense shut down Alvin Kamara. Nine carries, 19 yards, five catches, 16 yards. That's that was basically the main that was basically the the name of the game right there, to say the least. Mm-hmm. And in the case for the Rams, um, in the case for the Rams, obviously, well, both teams are making a playoff push. Saints are somehow still in range to get the division, but that's just the NFC South. And for the case of the Rams, they're now in the sixth spot pending how the other games go. Uh, say the Vikings and Seahawks, since they're in the seven and eight spot, but the Rams have that six spot right now. Um, just general thoughts from you two. Oh, no. I'm, I don't know how to say this, but I'm really liking the Rams in the NFC. So they've won four out of the last five. Their rookie in Puka Nakua is stepping up. Their second-year player in Kyron Williams is stepping up over 100 yards in the touchdown. They're looking really good. I thought we were going to run over them, but whenever you have a guy like Matthew Stafford on your team, you always got a chance. And with the pieces surrounding them, they actually might be a threat, considering if that defense can just get it together a little bit more because they're starting to apply more pressure and starting to get uh, Aaron Donald more one-on-ones. I I'm really liking this team. Might be a major dark horse in the NFC, especially if they can make if they make the playoffs. I, they're an underrated team. Saints, unfortunate they couldn't get the job done. Unfortunate loss in the race for the NFC South title. But all in all, they're not out of it yet. They could still somehow sneak in and get a playoff thing. They have an, a few pieces here or there. Chris Olave looked good last night with Derek Carr. Alvin Kamara, please leave. I don't care how you do it. Please leave. They don't deserve you. All in all, uh, good one for them. Bad and tough loss for the Saints. All right. So, from my point of view, the Rams, Tuck's right. They're heating up at exactly the right time. And just look at that roster. You know, we didn't expect them to do anything, but Matt Stafford's returning to form. Looks like they have a gem, an absolute gem in Kyron Williams. And an even bigger gem in the man Puka Nakua, who I think is fourth or fifth now with like all time rookie receiving yards. Like that record, that's pretty interesting. I mm-hmm. didn't move past Randy Moss on that list. I saw a graphic about it this morning. And uh, how about Demarcus Robinson? Six catches, 82 yards, and a touchdown. He just decided, oh, yeah, I exist. And Cooper Cup assisting, you know, with six catches. That's pretty cool. The Rams, uh, the thing for me, though, is the defense. You have guys like Aaron Donald, and I'm not really convinced that the rest of the team – oh, yeah, you have John Johnson. He's pretty good. But other guys like Ernest Jones, Akello Witherspoon, Kobe Turner, like, I, I don't know. Not super, super convinced. You know what I mean? Their defense is going to need a lot more work. But just this offense, this offense is creeping into top 10 territory. When I look at the Saints, Derek Carr with three touchdowns, 319 yards, a pick, 27 for 40. He didn't do terribly, but I don't know. It's just not enough. And here's a thought, right? As you know, the NFC South is very competitive, not because of skill, but because of the lack of it. As, As it's right now, I want to say Tampa is in the lead. And I think it's going to come right down to the wire because, oh, my God, 
this division is abysmal where every team should be tanking essentially, you know, but someone's got to win. Someone's got to, you know, someone unfortunately has to. And here's something. I believe that if the Saints peter out and miss the playoffs, I think their head coach, Dennis Allen, is probably going to get canned. I mean, this is a guy who probably is more qualified to flip burgers at McDonald's than be an NFL head coach. And I I don't know. There's just not a lot to say about this game. However, the Rams, mark my word, they – I mean, if you have, if you are one of the top flight teams in the NFC and you have them on their schedule, be more. That could very well be a trap game. Mm-hmm. And if the playoffs ended today, they would face the Lions. Mm. That mm. would be a very interesting game to watch. I, I'm not going to lie. I will watch that game. Same. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts from you guys? Uh, nope. No. Either way, whoever wins the NFC South, it's going to be abysmal. Um, I'd rather not see the Saints in the playoffs. I personally think it's going to be Tampa Bay at this point. I hope so. I hope it's Tampa. Yeah, yeah. Tampa's just more fun to watch. And yeah, Baker's been playing pretty pretty good, if I do say so myself. Very oh, underrated yeah. quarterback this year. Mm-hmm. Underrated. Uh, we'll step aside for a quick break. When we come back, we'll get into our Week 16 preview. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. You are listening to the Fumbaruski podcast. Chris Kostich, CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker. We get into our week 16 preview. Uh, breaking news, though, is at 12.36 p.m. Uh, the Falcons have been fined $75,000, and Arthur Smith has been fined $25,000 for violating the NFL injury report policy prior to the club's Week seven game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers via Ian Rappaport. And this is a situation that was surrounding uh, B. John Robinson and his lack of snaps during the, uh, that game. I'm sorry. Did you say week seven? Week seven. What kind of goofy BS? Like what? Week seven. It's what? what is this now? Week 15? Week 16? Week 16. Yep. Hmm. Ain't that something? Yeah, and uh, has anything come out of the Bengals situation? With Burrow? Uh, no, I thought they let him off the hook because Bengals. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Not surprising at all. But mm-hmm. we'll start out with the Saturday slate. Two games. Bengals versus Steelers. Bills versus Chargers. We'll start with the earlier game at 4.30 p.m. on NBC. Steelers versus Bengals in Pittsburgh. 48 degrees, line is three in favor of the Bengals. Um, No Jamar Chase, but I feel like that shouldn't really hinder the Bengals all that much. 
considering that they're going to have to play a Mason Rudolph who hasn't really played all year or hasn't played all year at all. And, you know, he, I'm not, I'm not saying Mason Rudolph is a bad quarterback. Like he's definitely in the past. He was definitely decent, but I don't know if this is the guy that's going to do a whole lot for the Steelers to, in this last playoff push. So I'm going to go Bengals probably by 10. (sighs) I don't believe in the Steelers because in order to believe in the Steelers to win this game, you would have to have faith in their quarterbacks and nobody with sense has faith in these quarterbacks right now. Unfortunately, I'm picking between bad and worse. So I have to go with the Bengals here. Mm. Yeah. Uh let's not complicate this too much. I'm going to Cincy. And yeah. we all and we all know why. I mean, Jake Browning is relatively unproven and he doesn't have a Jamar Chase, but Mason Rudolph and the Steelers offense that has somehow, some way gotten worse without Matt Canada. Explain that one to me, science. Good and explain wide yeah. receiver that doesn't want to block for his running back. That is yeah. crazy. Behavior. And another wide receiver that's criticizing his quarterback and wants out. Man, what is it with the Steelers and Diva receivers? I'll never know. There's so talented, though. There's so just talented. too much turmoil at this point for the Steelers to even make a run. I don't know. Like, Mike Tomlin is amazing at getting his teams to not losing records, but yes, this is just watch this. Hat. This has to be it at this point. This has to be the season, considering how much this team has seemingly turned on each other. It happens every year. Watch them struggle against other teams, but when it comes to us, they'll play up to standard. It's, it's, well, yeah, it, it, it's, it's it's a division standard. game. They're usually tougher, but either way, I don't know. Give me Bengals, like Chris said, by 10. Thank yeah. Bengals. Uh, Bills Chargers, the 8 o'clock slot main event for Saturday night. Uh, that's going to be played on Peacock. Home game for the Chargers. Um, Chargers, they've sucked in general, especially at home, two and five at home. But the Bills, two and four on the road this year. But really that's shouldn't matter the way the Bills have been playing. Just the Bills are hot right now. Coming off of a yeah. coming off of a beatdown against the Cowboys at mm-hmm. home. Spreads at 12 and a half. Seeing the way that the Chargers played against the Raiders, I wouldn't be surprised if this was Bills by 28. Uh, actually, now that I think about it, that's very possible. Maybe even. But I wouldn't say 25. 28. I'd give them, I'd say 22. I'd say if it's plus, if it's over under 20, I'd say plus 20, but 22. Let me, let me remind you, no Keenan Allen, no Joe. Uh, no Joey Bosa, and the Bills also have Bills also have a couple players that are questionable, Daquan uh, Jones and Kyra Alam. But I still got the Bills. Yeah, yeah. Now here's the thing with Buffalo. You got to remember, there you said two and four on the road. Well, yeah. I have some news for you. You're on the road against the Chargers. Yeah. The Chargers basically play 17 away games because. Opposing fans pack the stadium. Yes. So 
I would argue respectfully that argument doesn't hold much water when you go when you're going against a team that has no fans. So, yeah, it's got to be Buffalo because the Chargers. They, do they even have Herbert? They don't. No, they still no, don't they have don't. Herbert. Herbert's yep, done for the year. Yep, and yeah, a new coat. Oh, recipe for disaster. Give me the Bills. Uh, if I had to put a number on it, I genuinely wouldn't be shocked if it was like thirty-five to ten. The funny thing is, I just realized what the Raiders just did to that team. I yeah. forgot yeah, about exactly. that. Sixty. What was it? Sixty-three to twenty-one. I forgot about that. And that yes, it is over twenty-two. Let me rephrase. It's over twenty-two now. Yeah, this the line should be that much. The line should be that much larger, but in the NFL, it is pretty hard to really blow out a team the way that uh, the Raiders blew out the Chargers last week. That is that is insane. That is the second time that someone has gone over sixty this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like an. It hasn't happened in a very long time. It hasn't happened since I think seventy nine, nineteen seventy nine. I think it was Something like that. I think that's uh, what the graphic was last week. I can't remember. Yeah, he got um, he deserved to get fired, but gee. Yeah, that was just insane. Like couldn't three years too many. Couldn't couldn't keep him. <laughs> Go to the Sunday slate. We'll start with Colts Falcons. Colts. Um yeah, Colts. Uh the Colts. Lot. So here's something. The line is Atlanta by two and a half. And I just don't buy that. I just don't buy how you can have the Falcons favored in this game. Talk Especially, you on the starter, should I? Because, I mean, after when Chris is done, because this is nuts. This it, is uh, – who was betting? How did – who set the line like that? According to ESPN Analytics, uh, they have the Falcons at 50.7%, 48.9% in, for the Colts in their matchup predictor. Um Colts do have a lot of guys that are like questionable. Zach Moss questionable. Michael Pittman for some reason is questionable. He shouldn't even be playing this week. Yeah. Um, Falcon side, Clay's Campbell, Jake Matthews, Bud Dupree, they're questionable. Um, probably will be good to go for Sunday. But mm-hmm. the way that Arthur Smith just utilizes his talent and just doesn't mm-hmm. like for some reason, Bijan Robinson's in the doghouse for some reason that can't be explained um if he gets doghouse carries again this week then i'd expect the falcons to get embarrassed again the way that they did last week against carolina oh another thing to note taylor heineke starting for uh atlanta as well yeah yep. that, it's gotta be the colts right yeah look the falcons just lost to the panthers and the panthers correct me if i'm wrong did not get into the end zone no, they did no. not. No, no, they yeah, did no, not. no, 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 they didn't. So uh, you then you have no business being the Colts with or without Michael Pittman. Yep. Um, going to go Colts by – I'm going to go Colts by seven. Colts by ten. Uh, I would say Colts probably by 10 or 13. Maybe like 23-10. One or the other. Um. Seahawks Titans. It's in Tennessee. Seahawks have not played that well on the road. They're two and five on the road. Titans have been playing pretty good the last few weeks. Granted, they did blow a lead to Case Keenum and the Houston Texans last week. Seahawks are coming off of a 
huge upset on Monday Night Football or yeah, Monday Night Football against the Eagles. Can't believe it. Can't believe it with Drew Locke. Seahawks by three and a half. I say the Seahawks ride the momentum with or without Geno Smith. I'm going to go Seahawks by three and a half. Or Seahawks by four, I mean. Excuse me. It'll probably be Seahawks, but I'm going to take the Titans. I want to – I just – think they can get the job done after all they did beat miami on monday night so they have the potential to do it now will they shoot themselves in the foot absolutely but i still think they can get the job done yeah and on top of that too you might titans will probably not have will levis as well he was on concussion protocol Mm -hmm. after that game um what else what else what else trying to find more Traylon burks also on uh injury report as well should have had uh should have had more of this ready to go, but so I would think that the Seahawks would win Drew Locke or not. And I know the Titans always have upset ability, but Seattle fancies itself as a playoff team and they're fighting for the life for their life. And the Titans are pretty much dead. Yeah. And I know they're still gonna keep fighting, but I feel like Seattle just might want it a little more, Drew Locke or not. Also, like Chris just said, Will Levis is in concussion protocol. You saw that hit he took last game. He had and just how he was laying on the ground. He looked like Peter Griffin, like after a pratfall. Yes. And uh, I, I don't. I, I just I can't see the Titans winning it, especially without Traylon Burks. They're just going to be on the ground, and all Seattle will have to do is stack the box. Yeah, True. so Derek, you're going to have to have a historic night. But I believe in you, Derek. I would I say both teams would be stacking the box, too. Because uh, yeah. Kenneth Walker had a really good game on Monday night as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you saw that move he put on, yo, know, for the touchdown? Mm. Disgusting. Beautiful. He had a really good game. Mm. Um, So we all have Seahawks. Moving on, Lions, Vikings. It's in Minneapolis. Lions by three. Uh, Lions are five and two on the road. Vikings are two and four at home. Just like any team that has a losing record at home is just, how can you let yourself do that? How are you even a playoff team right now? Like they're playing, they would be seventh right now if the playoffs stopped today. How? Yeah. And Vikings coming off of a pretty disappointing loss against Cincy last week, a game that they blew. Um, yes. Lions coming off of a Thursday night or Thursday night, Saturday night beat down against the Broncos. They handled the Broncos easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go uh, Lions by. Hmm. Lions by 10. Hmm. Do you want to take that first? I'll take it first. I'm trying to figure because the Vikings defense has been playing better under Brian Flores. I'm trying to I'm trying to see if I trust them enough to take them. And I can't do it. I got to go Lions. I got the Lions by uh, seven. I. Look, I know that division play is always tougher, but either way, the Vikings, like outside of Justin Jefferson, what are you really going to do? 
The way I sit, it's probably. I mean, I mean, they, I mean, with even with Justin Jefferson, it's like, so what? I mean, you're down to Nick Mullins and a defense that will break more than bend. So yeah, it should be the Lions, especially with guys like Sam Laporta and Amon Ross St. Brown. Give me the Lions, probably. Uh, I would say twenty-seven to like thirteen. Twenty-seven. 13. I think it's going to be a lot closer. Yeah. yeah, it is a divisional matchup. You do have to remember that. Yeah, but still, the Vikings quarterback room has enough firepower to be mistaken for a water pistol. So I don't know. Uh, moving on to the toilet bowl game of the week. It's the worst offense in the league versus the worst defense in the league. You know what I'm talking about. It's the com- it's the commies versus the Jets in MetLife. Jets by three. Um, hold on. I just had something about Zach Wilson up. Great. Now I got to find it again. But uh, Zach Wilson. I don't think Zach Wilson's playing. I just had it too. Where is it? Uh, Who are they going to start over him? Well, he's uh, on concussion protocol. That's why they're going to start okay. that one fellow there. I can't remember his name. Boyle. Yeah. You see Boyle? Maybe I don't know. I, or some other I scrub. So, what do you want? I feel, I feel so bad for Zach Wilson. Okay, it's Zach Wilson. So, uh, as of an hour ago, twelve fifty-one p.m. Eastern Standard Time right now that we're recording. As of an hour ago, Zach Wilson is out for Sunday. According to Rap Sheet, uh, Robert Salas said Aaron Rodgers will not be the third QB. Trevor Simeon and Bright uh, Ripon are the team's QBs. As they should oh. Rodgers shouldn't step on oh. the field for the rest of this year. Stop Don't just step that. on that field in MetLife. I mean, God. Yeah, absolutely not. You already um, lost him once this year, dude. Don't lose him. Just don't lose him again. I mean, we no all knew way. he wasn't going to come back despite all the nonsense Hoopla. he was touting. Now, yeah. I, I, I'm going to take the Jets. It's going to be ugly because the Jets' defense is going to put the clamps on the commander's offense, and the commander's defense couldn't stop a light breeze. Give me the Jets, but in a weird, just ugly game, probably like 14-10. It's going to be low scoring. I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to go with the commies on this one. I'm going to say that Sam Howell had himself a good game. Hey, I'm a Sam Howell fan, so I respect it. Yeah. I'd say Sam Howell has himself a 300-yard game um, because he's still – it's not like he doesn't have weapons. He's still got Curtis Samuel, Terry uh, McLaurin. And Jahan Dotson. And Jahan Dotson. I think that they'll be able to do some work on the Jets' defense. But it's definitely going to depend on if Ron Rivera is... Uh, man. Well, that's the big if, isn't it? Yeah. Well, considering that it took him over four minutes to score from the one-yard line uh, last week, which also... They, they started with... A little over four and a half minutes to go on the one-yard line. Yep. And by the time they finally scored, there was under two minutes left in the game. And they and they were down by 14. Mm-hmm. Granted, they scored again, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Yeah, but it really didn't. Regardless, 
that just gives you an idea of how incapable Ron Rivera is of coaching an NFL team. Unless he was just so in fully tack with the tank at that point, but that's just ridiculous. Um, so CJ's got Jets. I got commies. Uh, Tuck, who do you got? I got commies. This game is terrible. <laughs> commies by 10. Plus. Um, Packers, Panthers. Packers by five. This is in Charlotte. Um, Packers is another team that hasn't played all that well on the road either. They're two and five on the road this year. I, I don't think that's going to matter much. I'm going to take the Packers by 10. Sometimes when I look at the Packers, they look like a real deal team. Like, all right, this is what I expect from them. And then all of a sudden they, they'll play terrible. I like out of nowhere. They shouldn't lose to the Panthers. I'm it's the Packers, but they shouldn't. It's an obvious one for them. If they lose this game, conversations need to be had. Yeah, the Packers really are one of those teams that just you never know which team you're going to. You could say that about a lot of teams, but the Packers especially are just one of those teams you really don't know what you're going to get. You don't know if you're going to get the Packers team that blew out the Lions on Thanksgiving, or you don't know if you're going to get the Packers that where Jordan loves throws two interceptions in the last four minutes of the game against the Steelers. You know, the one that beat the Chiefs or the one that lost to the Falcons. I don't know which one I'll get at times. Exactly. Uh. I'm I'm probably going Packers, and I feel like it's gonna be a game though because nothing can ever come easy for the Cheeseheads, especially since, to my knowledge, like you said, they've been abysmal on the road. I would imagine it's gonna be like twenty to ten, and it's gonna be probably something along the lines of ten ten going into the fourth before the Packers realize, oh wait, I should win this. <laughs> so we all got Packers. Move yep. on to the last one o'clock game of the week Browns versus Texans. Um, bad news for Texans fans. Still don't know if CJ Stroud's going to play still on concussion protocol for this week. Um, with that being said, if CJ Stroud doesn't play, but they'll also probably get Nico Collins back. Um, most likely, but see, Rap sheet, C.J. Stroud not yet back at practice for Houston. A bad sign for his availability this week. Still in concussion protocol. If that's the case, give me Joe Flacco by seven. Oh, Tuck doesn't like that. <laughs> you know what? Give me Flacco. Oh, by the way, Tuck, do you mind if I take this so I can – You can take uh, this. I would say so I can uh, – so we don't have to rush through your suffering there. Uh, for me, uh, I don't trust the Texans with old General Mills as their quarterback. Well, Case Keenum is going to be a starter, not Mills. And I don't trust Case Keenum either. Had to you let know, that be known. Be it, you know, be it Davis Mills or be it Case, the eternal backup Keenum. Give me Joe Flacco because that defense, it's got to be that defense. Give me Flacco. Said no one past 2014, but that's either here nor there. You don't want to see Flacco in the yops, Tuck. You don't want to see him. If we're the number one seed, I'll be fine because he'd have to get past Miami or 
Kansas City, but it's it's fine. It's, I hope okay. oh, if Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl with the Browns, that I'd oh, there's not enough profanity <laughs> in the world. world. Uh, if he actually wins a Super Bowl with Cleveland, I'll be so mad. <laughs> I'll I'll respect him, but I oh, Cleveland. It would be the funniest thing. I know they won't, but it'll be the funniest thing ever if they do. Yeah, it'll just be so egregious on the timeline on on X when I when t- Cleveland fans talk about Joe Flacco won us a Super Bowl. I won't be on Twitter for a month if that happens. But and, and you already just, know, you already know they won't do it without. They'll do it without Chubb, and they'll probably do it with a bunch of other injuries too. That's the worst part. Chubb's not even there to offset it. It'll just solely be because of Flacco. That's how they'll win it. But, well, what's your prediction then? If Stroud's not available, I got uh, Cleveland because that defense is just so good. I really wish Cleveland lost last week, but, you know, I can't get things that I want because, you know, people can't catch. But, you know, it's neither here nor there. Uh, Cleveland's on a roll. Joe Flacco's looking good as their quarterback, even better than Deshaun Watson, which is saying something. But all in all, Cleveland is a playoff caliber team. And right now, Houston is still trying to get their way into the, the playoffs. So, I don't know. I see Cleveland winning this one by three. I like it. I like it. Move on to it hurts, but they will win. Move on to the late afternoon games. Jaguars, Bucks. Uh, Jaguars coming off of a pretty bad loss against Baltimore. Um, don't really know if uh, if uh, Trevor Lawrence is still dealing with or how much he's still dealing with that high ankle sprain. You know they're going to tape the living hell out of it. Um, there was a Trevor Lawrence report on here. Oh, Jaguars are likely potentially to play this weekend without Trevor Lawrence due to a concussion. Mm-hmm. So as of an hour ago, Doug Peterson says Trevor Lawrence will practice today, still under concussion protocol, must clear to travel to Tampa tomorrow. Hmm. Bucks currently have the line at two and a half in favor of Tampa Bay, which to be honest, it's not, it's not a bad line. I, to be honest, I might actually have to take Tampa Bay here. I'm leaning Tampa as well. Yeah. Just, I've been liking the way Tampa's been playing. I think that they'll definitely find a way to capitalize off of the Saints losing last night and take full control of the NFC South in this last three weeks of playoff or last three weeks of the regular season for the playoff push. Give me Tampa by three. Give me, give me Jacksonville. I, I still think with the weapons that they have and that defense that they have, I think they can pull this one out. Don't get me wrong. I like Tampa Bay, and I like what Baker has done there. And I surprisingly, I don't think they should tank just yet. But right now, I still think Jacksonville has the, a little bit of an edge. There's some uh, sham vibes that are coming out of the Jaguars, considering – that they seem to be incapable of beating teams that are weaker than they are. They cannot punch below their weight. And the Bucks 
I don't know. There's something about them that worries me. I mean, it's just the absolute volatility of their offense. But either way, I think that Tampa pulls off the upset, you know, in this old Florida Bowl in Tampa. I believe it will be 27-23. Now, with that being said, if the Jaguars do go without Trevor Lawrence, they will have to start C.J. Beathard, which I... And he is garbage. He did play pretty well against the Bengals when he had to sub in. He went 9 for 10, 60... uh, Just had it up. 9 for 10, 63 yards. He got sacked twice. It wasn't his fault. Jaguars are up there in sacks allowed this year. Yeah, I just – that was a snapshot in time. Can you do it for a full game? That's where I uh, have a bit of a question. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely agree with that. Um, The other toilet bowl game for the week, Cardinals-Bears. Uh, I'm going to go Bears on this. It's in Chicago. Give me Bears by seven. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Bears by seven. Cardinals by – by 10, all because they couldn't beat Cleveland last week. They had one job. They pissed their pants. They couldn't finish the job. I'm, I'm picking the Cardinals up. Just strictly off emotion. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. I, I, I like the Bears' defense right now, though. I mean, they were still able to get four turnovers off of Joe Flacco. Still didn't get the job done. Still didn't get the job done, but so I think that they could definitely... They didn't do good enough. Sure, they didn't do good enough, but the way that this defense has been playing and how they've been rushing the quarterback and stopping the run game, I'm liking the Bears. True, and I do believe some of the skill position players are letting their quarterback down. Yeah. But all in all, they should have won that game. I'm still upset. Now, plain and simple, the Cardinals are in a rebuilding year. I mean, the Bears kind of are too, and they're disappointing, but – I just don't see the Cardinals' defense being able to contain guys like uh, DJ Moore or Justin Fields when he gets out of the pocket. So, give me the Bears. However, it is going to be an ugly game. I'm going to assume it's probably going to be something like, I don't know, like 17 to 10 or something. Something weird. Yeah, a goofy score there. Yeah. So, last game on the slate for the late afternoon – the battle of two seeds, the Cowboys and the Dolphins. And this one's interesting because yeah. mm. I, got, I got Cowboys. That's yeah. It's you look at I don't I don't know though, because the Cowboys have not played good on the road at all this year. They're three and four on the road. Yeah. They're averaging Sorry, I thought – oh, my – everything's screwed up right now. I thought I had it. Um, Cowboys are averaging less points per game than they are points allowed on the road this year by a pretty good margin, um, especially yards. It's – this is a toss-up. Mm-hmm. And Vegas has it as a toss-up as well. Miami has to spread by one. Miami's six and one at home. I I want to say Dallas because I want them to treat it as like we got embarrassed by the Bills. 
we're not about to be embarrassed by the Dolphins. However, with that said, if Tyreek Hill is healthy and he's playing, they're going to need Stephon Gilmore and uh, the interception leader to step up big time. They're going to need that. Dolphins coach Mike McDaniel told reporters that he expects Devon A. Chain to play. Also reiterated that Tyreek Hill had no setbacks and he feels good about Hill playing on Sunday. That's good. Yeah, you guys are right. This is a toss-up. I mean, if this were an election, this would be decided by less than 1% as far as a prediction goes. Yeah. And from where I sit, there's one thing we got to realize. The Cowboys are abysmal on the road. This is the, this is a, this is a fact. We we we've we've seen it with our own eyes. However, for Miami, if Tyreek Hill is not going to play and he is a setback, then I would lean Dallas. But since he is, I I have to tilt in Miami's direction. Not just because Dallas is bad on the road, but that Stephon Gilmore, I would say, is their only like true lockdown corner. Because Bland is very good. He stuffs the stat sheet with interceptions, but dude can get gashed. And I mean just he gets gashed when he's not catching picks. Kind of like the other Trayvon Diggs double-digit picks here, but he gave up a lot of yards. So that being said, and plus, not only do you have Tyreek Hill, you also have Jalen Waddle, who's just another Tyreek Hill. And Gilly can't be everywhere at once. And even and with when you combine that with A Chain and Moster, who are the fastest running back duo in the league, I don't know. Not to mention Miami's defense is going to get gashed by Dallas plenty. But at the end of the day, in the arms race, speed kills, and that speed will carry the Dolphins to victory in probably the game of the week, perhaps with Miami getting a uh, like they're going to leave the game weary but it's going to be a worthwhile 38-35 victory I need the Dolphins to lose I need the Cowboys to win hopefully Dak shows us that he is an MVP ca- candidate and not the Dak of old I I need this new Dak to show up yeah you really need Dak to show up here, especially yeah. the so-called oh. MVP candidate that everyone mm-hmm. supposes he is. I think that this is going to be a bounce-back game for Dallas, but uh, give me Dallas by three. Yes. All right. Yeah. All, right. Yeah. All right. So we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll go through the – three Monday night games. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. Here's Edelman broken up and the pass is no sign yet. Edelman comes down with a football they're saying it's a catch.
You're listening to the Fumble Ruski podcast by Power 818 Radio and Secret Weapon Consulting. Chris Kostich, CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker. As we now move on to the Monday Night Football slate, all national televised Raiders versus Chiefs, Eagles versus Giants, and the main event, Raiders, Raiders, Ravens, and 49ers. We'll start with the Raiders. Oh, Chris, and- Chris. Uh, uh, <laughs> Did we forget uh, Patriots-Broncos on Sunday night? Oh, wow, we did. Yeah, we did. I I just wanted to make sure we circle back just real rapid fire here. Yeah, okay. Sorry about that. Yep. Broncos. Broncos by 15 or more. No, I don't know. The Patriots defense is actually pretty solid, especially against the run, which means Russ is going to have to beat them with his arm, which he can do, but – I don't know. I'm not really buying their receiving threats outside of Cortland Sutton. And you know that's going to be Bill's main objective. I think the Broncos are going to win, but they're going to win ugly. Because, you know, Bailey Zappi is always good for one really bad pick a game. So I would say Denver, but by like three, probably something like 13-10. It's going to be just a sloppy, just borderline unwatchable game. Yeah, Denver has the line by seven. Uh, I'm gonna. I don't think they're gonna cover. I'd say it's gonna be more in like the six, five, four range in favor of. I'm still gonna go Denver, but like you said, CJ, I think it's. I think New England's gonna cover on this one. Uh, I still got Broncos winning decisively. I mean, who says that four, five, six, seven isn't decisive? Not according to Tuck, it's not, but that's all right. Not. Let's move on to the primetime games. Raiders versus Chiefs. This one's on CBS. Uh, Chiefs have it by 10. Both teams coming off of wins. Uh, Chiefs coming off of a win against the Patriots. Um, can't remember the score for that one off the top of my head. 27-17. But... Yep. Yeah. And then the Raiders obviously coming off of that historic beat down against uh, the Chargers, where they won 63-21. I highly doubt they're going to repeat that. Um, nope. The only real thing that I have is that the last time, the first time these two teams played, the Raiders were able to go out to a 14-0 lead. Start, and get abused. Yeah, and then they let up 28 straight and lost. Um, I'm going to think it's going to be something, so not the Raiders going out to a 14-point lead, but in the sense of the score it's going to be very similar uh i'm going to go chiefs by 14. hey listen if the raiders of thursday night football show they can beat anybody (laughs) but i don't think they'll show up again for quite some time so i i'd pick kansas city to get the job done here a lot of it is casey is just better than the chargers better coaching you know their quarterback is actually starting and Casey's defense is much better. And uh I, I got Kansas City probably something like thirty to thirteen. Sounds pretty realistic. Yeah. yeah. This one should be a quick one as well. Uh Eagles Giants, four thirty Eastern kickoff on Fox. Uh the spread is at uh Eagles by thirteen and a half. Um is there is there Tommy DeVito or no Tommy DeVito? 
I don't know if you guys have heard about it at all yet. I think it. I think Tommy DeVito might play, but I'm not sure. Currently not seeing him on the injury report. Um, let me check something else real quick. But, but either way, it should be Philly. It should. should. Emphasis should. on should. But Philly likes to underperform this year. And on top of that, I just, I don't trust them anymore. And we all know division games are a wee bit tougher. I feel like it's going to be closer than it should be for a bit. But Philly will come out with a win. Give me, but the Giants will cover. Give me Philly by uh, 10, probably like 27, 17 or something like that. I do not think the Giants will cover. I think the Eagles will dominate. Yeah, I don't. All all you have to do is just target James Bradbury because Bradbury could not cover a toddler. Yeah, and Darius Slay, don't know if he's going to play either. Um, Yeah, you really do just have to target James Bradbury and you're all set. But with that being said, what I don't know. It's, it's definitely a weird spot. I, I just don't – I also don't really see the Giants covering, uh, but it's going to be, a, like, a close cover for the Eagles. I'm going to go Eagles by 14. They need to get right game. They lost, they've lost. they lost three straight now and a bad one on Monday Night Football. This is their get-right game. Give me the Eagles by 14. Yeah, they, they definitely – they need a dominant win right now to make them feel like, hey, we're still Super Bowl contenders here. Yeah. And now moving on to the main event of the weekend. The potential Super Bowl preview, the 49ers versus the Ravens. Talk to me. Christmas Day. The NFL schedule makers couldn't have made this any better. A magical night. That will be ended by a magical game. The Ravens, the top seed in the AFC. The 49ers, the top seed in the NFC. The 49ers have the spread by five. The Ravens are six and one on the road. The Niners are five and one at home. Oh, baby. This this can't get any better. Two number oh, one teams baby. going at it. Oh, baby. It's on the line. I can't wait. Prime time. 49ers, Lamar Jackson in prime time. The the oh man, this it can't get any better. When the schedule came out and I saw when and where we were facing the 49ers, I was like, this is game of the year, off road. So with that being said, give me Baltimore and give me Baltimore proudly. I've been hearing all this talk about the 49ers and their plus five. Absolutely not. We're not going for none of that. None of it. Christian McCaffrey isn't doing anything. I'm sorry, Christian McCaffrey. I think you're having an MVP caliber season. Probably won't get it because you're not a quarterback, but still nonetheless. All in all, Brock Purdy, I'm sorry. You're not going anywhere. You're not dotting us up like you do everybody else. We ain't going for any of that. The Baltimore Ravens defense is like that. 49ers, I'm sorry we got to do y'all dirty on your own home turf. It's nothing personal, but we need this number one seed more than you guys need it. So all in all, all this bulletin board material about how we're going to get ran off the field by the 49ers, enough said. I got Baltimore winning this game 27 to 30. 
the Ravens coming in with the second-ranked defense. The 49ers coming in with the second-ranked offense. Both teams with top 10 defenses and offenses. Oh, man. I Oh, geez. I, I don't know which way to sway. Give me the Niners by seven. Mm. Oh, God. This is tough. Forget what I said about uh Dolphins Cowboys this oh this is good this is the real the real toss-up this just makes your nuts tingle man I'm just saying you should see a doctor but <laughs> but uh I don't know man this is gonna be this is gonna be something give oh you know something I want to say one thing before I get my prediction if the Niners win, then I do not want to hear any more questions about Proc Purdy. They are legit because every team has a knock against them. Now, however, I do think that if the Ravens want to win, they need to air it out because Tucker said the Niners aren't going to run all over you. Well, you're not going to run on the Niners. No Keaton Mitchell, no whatever. You know what I mean? Your, your running back room is hurt. You're going to have to beat them through the air. Unless Lamar goes off for 150 yards, which I would not advise because he's been staying healthy this year. But if I look at it on paper and I evaluate their strengths and weaknesses, then I look at the fact that this is in San Fran. Give me the Niners by one. It 28-27. Okay. I'll, by I'll one. That, but... And and if the Ravens win, I could see it going the same way. It would just be by one. I don't even. I think this, even though it's like a three point spread, it, the it, the spread will be covered. I assure you. Yeah, mm-hmm. honestly, now that I think of it, now that I think of it. So looking at the stats, the Niners have coming for the pass game. Niners are middle of the pack in the pass game in terms of yards allowed. The Ravens are in the top ten. Definitely a better. Uh, passing defense in that sense. But both teams honestly aren't, or, well, in the case of the 49ers, they're third in yards allowed this year. The Ravens are on the outside looking in for the top 10 when it comes to yards. So. We don't care about yards. It's all about points for us. It's all about points. If you want to beat, I will reiterate, if you want to beat the Niners, you must do it through the air. Like I said, I don't think the Niners are going to run the Ravens out of the game, but I also don't think the Ravens are going to run the Niners out of the game. Both ways, it's just not happening. It's going to be an air show, and I'm here for it. Honestly, considering that both teams both teams have, are averaging 16 points per game allowed this year, I wouldn't be surprised if this, is, this game gets finished under 20 points. I wouldn't be surprised. Teams. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, now, these things have a funny way of happening, but... There's just on the other hand, fireworks. True, a tie could happen, and that. Oh and my no God! Wins. The NFL would be sent into a frenzy if that happens. And on top of that, the Niners and the Ravens are both top five in points scored this year. So, this could even be a thirty-plus point game for both teams. Both teams could easily put up thirty, and they could easily allow less than sixteen, fourteen. Mm. Mm, man, ah, geez, I, 
There really is no easy answer for it, unless you're tough, because you're obviously going to go Ravens. Yeah. The Ravens could be down Lamar, and he'd still go Ravens. Uh, if we're down Lamar, I'm not picking the Ravens. Oh, word? I can't do huh. it. How do you like that? I, I can't do it. Even though I'd still – I wouldn't say it with confidence. I probably would, but I wouldn't say it with confidence. <laughs> there we go. All right. Here's my hot take prediction. I'm going to go Niners by six. This game goes to overtime. Niners get the winning touchdown. Okay. That's a bold strategy, Cotton. That's my hot take for the week. Let's see if it pays off. Let's see if it pays off. So we'll move on. Uh, We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have our naughty and nice list, the contract edition for our Christmas show. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. CJ Medeiros, Justin Tucker, and myself, Chris Kostich. We move on to the naughty and nice list of our Christmas show, the contract edition. A lot of good contracts and a lot of bad contracts. CJ, take it away. Thank you. Or Actually, before you take it away, breaking news. Wait, hold on. Sorry. Here we are. We out here. All right, let's go. What's going on, man? Uh, Breaking news. Colts wide receiver Michael Pittman clears concussion protocol. Ooh. All right. Still taking Colts. Still taking – well, obviously still taking Colts. But that's – in terms of how ugly that hit was, Yeah, it's great to see that he's actually playing. He probably shouldn't even be playing, to be honest. Or they bribed a doctor. Anyway. Tis the season, folks. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And depending on what region of the world you're from, it is a commonly held belief that jolly old St. Nick will come reward good children and uh, give bad ones coal. You know, that's what we were all told as children's. You know, we we, we keep the legend going. We have fun. So, we're, so when we look at Naughty or Nice Contract Edition, we're going to be looking at some of the looking at some of the big contracts that have been doled out and seeing who lived up to it, AKA being nice or who did not being naughty. And by the way, we like to define a big contract as anyone making over 25 or 20 million. So without further ado, here we go. We, you know what? We'll start off with the naughty. So first up, uh, Derek Carr, Four years, I don't care what we did last night, he's on a four-year, $150 million deal. What do you think? Mm, it's not looking me- good to start. It's not looking good to start. It's I'll looking pretty you, shaky. I'll grant you he has good or decent numbers. 67% completion percentage, 3,400 yards, 19 touchdowns, 8 picks. 
But on that contract, absolutely not. My brother, you are getting coal. Yeah, you kind of expect oh, yeah. more considering you thought this. We thought the Saints might have been a playoff team this year with the pieces surrounding them. Not Maybe anymore. not on the defensive side, but offensively they had something. But, yeah, they do. Yeah, but the NFC South was just that bad. I thought maybe the Saints could push it. Nah. Derek Hart does play a factor in that. You are correct. And now, moving down the naughty list. Oh, this man. Oh, he's been very bad this year. Jimmy Garoppolo, who this offseason was given a three-year, $72 million deal. And, Tuck, I swear to God, if you make a joke about a different kind of naughty and Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> All right. You I know, I know you were thinking about that. I know you're thinking of it. It's about to call him GQ Jimmy, not not the other nickname. No, but but see, here's the thing. I know he's hurt, but still, he was three and three, 1,205 yards, seven touchdowns, nine picks on three years, 72 million. Absolutely not. Jimmy, you don't even get coal. You're probably going to get a visit from three spirits. Let's be honest. <laughs> what? I didn't know he was hurt. What is he? What did he hurt? His groin? Probably. Oh, you yeah, nice. All right, okay, moving on it. down. The list. <laughs> moving on down the list. Chiefs tackle Jawan Taylor, or as I like to call him, Mister Full Start. Have you seen? Like if you guys have watched any Chiefs games this year, yes, it's have it's you seen this guy jumping off sides? Like, I mean, oh my god, that this man must have some severe anxiety the way literally everything will make this man jump. Like, it's not even funny, it's so bad. Eight false starts this year, eight and six holding, all on a four-year $80 million deal. No. You're not getting coal in your stocking. You're getting coal chucked at you. Not to not to mention all the holding calls he doesn't get called for. I mean, oh yeah, and the know. false start calls he doesn't. I was watching the Patch Chiefs game, and there literally could have been like five false starts called on him. You and you it's could, been this way the entire year. We yeah. can continue on with the Pats Chiefs game. You can see the way all he does is bear hug people. Like all he does is bear hug people. There could have been like 20 holding calls on him from him bear hugging the edge rusher. He doesn't he doesn't even try. He's he's always grabbing that back nameplate on players. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And but yeah, either way, eight false starts and six holding. No, 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 no. Naughty. And next is uh New York Jets wideout Alan Lazard, who is on a ready for this, a four-year 40. Four million dollar deal. Are you kidding me? Say that again one more time. Four years, 44 million to haul in 23 balls, uh, 311 yards, and one singular touchdown. Listen, I don't care what anybody tells me. I need a friend like Aaron Rodgers because he'll always keep me paid and he'll always keep me company. I don't care. I need a friend like Aaron Rodgers that'll support me through tough times. The crazy thing is, man, I, I had never thought of Alan Lazard as a bad receiver, and I felt like he was going to be a great – it was going to be a good situation with him back with Rodgers again, but, like, it just has not panned yeah. out that way whatsoever. Yeah. Obviously because Rodgers done, but mm – -hmm. And uh, 
moving on down the naughty list, we have, oh, this one hurts. Juju Smith-Schuster of the New England Patriots, three years, 25 million. This man has 29 catches, 260 yards, and one touchdown. Although he does have like another rushing touchdown, so I guess he technically is two. But, oh, really? Three years, 25 mil, with like possibly 33 all told, and you go ahead and do this? I'm sad. I'm very sad. I had so much hope for you. It's it's just the fact that, you know, you, you signed Juju to the same contract that you could have given Jacoby Myers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of it is, though, I just don't think Myers wanted to come back. Yeah. And that's the other thing, too, is that uh, the Myers deal, we'll probably talk about it later on the nice list, but the Myers deal was three years, 300 or 300 three years 33 mil that's yeah you couldn't just throw another eight mil at him just to stick around yeah. he's still bill never forgave him for throwing that pass backwards to Mike johnson and getting intercepted he, he'll never yeah forgive i don't him. think he no. did but that's neither here nor there because we're, we're going to keep chugging along as we are on the third to last member of our naughty list defensive tackle draymond jones who got a three-year 51 million dollar deal to get 21 tackles and three and a half sacks. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, but he's just a defensive tackle. That's true. But he is abysmal against the run. He is a turnstile. He will, running backs literally target him. He has been a non-factor against the run. And either way, $51 million, even at the time, was a little much for Draymond Jones. Who paid him? Seattle, I, I said. No, I didn't hear Seattle. I was just making sure. That's oh, why no. they got Leonard Williams. That's why. Yeah. Yep. Because my guy, you would probably be more effective running. You probably more effective defending against the run if you were not there. But I digress. Moving on, uh, we have a uh, a corner, Cameron Sutton of the Detroit Lions. Who yeah. I don't know. If you know was given a three-year deal worth $33 million. This man has, want to know how many interceptions he has? Zilch. Not a. My does not have any interceptions. He has, like, I want to say three or four passes defense, one force fumble, or passes deflected, whatever the term is, or passes defended. That's it. Nope. Nothing. You got nothing. Teams are targeting you. You are not worth $33 million. And finally on the naughty list, you saw this one coming on a four-year, $25 million deal, Miles Sanders of the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, that's that's a heartbreaker. Yeah. There's a reason what? why let him go. There's yeah. a reason. 3.3 yards of carry, 401 yards, and not three, not two, but one touchdown. Yeah. But it, yeah. He, he lost his starting job to uh, Chuba. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. Shuba Hubbard took his starting job. Ah, oh, my my guy, you, you're you might not be getting one lump of coal. You might be getting a whole coal mine. But, but again, it, it's Carolina, so yeah, that, that just reboot the franchise. But Miles Sell Sanders, the team, Tepper. Miles Sanders was still a good back uh, with Philly. His problem was staying healthy, and for some reason. His career just took a freaking nosedive when he got to Carolina. Which yeah, is, and now now he has a new issue. It's called getting more than four yards of carry. Yeah, and it's weird because you got a guy like uh, Adam Thielen that 
got signed over there as well. And Adam Thielen's on the wrong side of 30 at the moment, but he's still having a very good season. Yeah. Yeah. But, but we got to move on. We're also comparing apples and oranges with receivers and running backs in today's game. Mm -hmm. Fair, but we got to move on. We're going to end this on the more positive side with our nice list. So who's number one here? Well, this is no ranking, but who's first up? Jesse Bates, safety of the Atlanta Falcons, who, as you all know, got paid. And I know Tuck's happy to have him out of his hair. Yeah, he got paid, and he's playing like he got paid. Million. Yes, sir. Yes, Four sir. years, $64 million. Beautiful. Thank you, Cincinnati. And, I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> and what does he do with his new money? Why, he only ties so far – his career high in combined tackles with 111 and gets a career high in picks at five. Jesse Bates, your spot on the nice list was well-earned. What do you guys think? Deserved. Deserved. Yep. And here's somebody who I just kind of forgot about. Bobby O'Karaki of the New York football giants who was given a four-year, $40 million deal this offseason. At the time, I thought it was a gross overpay. But, oh, my God, this guy has been a tackling machine with 122 tackles, 77 being solo, eight passes defended, two, and two interceptions and four forced fumbles. You know, what turned out to be an over – what I thought was an overpay turned out to be a great investment. Bobby – deserves a spot on the nice list and i would assume you'd agree yeah, yeah. i mean yeah I, I wish they played better but him, him yeah. himself he, he's, he's been pretty good this year he has 28 more tackles than the next guy on the list for the giants yeah like that he's insane. a one-man wrecking crew literally and moving on it's not a big contract but it is over 20 mil two years 26 million to deandre hopkins 59 uh, catches, 919 yards, and six touchdowns. And considering the fact we thought he'd be a shell of himself, it took him a bit to get started. But at the end of the day, he's given them a great ROI, even though the Titans are have all the momentum of a man stuck in quicksand. So yeah. I, I think it's worth it. I think it's worth getting a spot on the night lo- nice list. Yeah, I mean, you said it pretty perfectly. He went off to a cold start. Now he's found his way again, and he was – a huge reason why they beat Miami on Monday night a couple weeks ago. That's right. And, and now blame him. It's more so his quarterback situation hasn't been the best until Will that's started. Fair. Exactly. And yeah. And this is someone we mentioned earlier. Next on the nice list, we're halfway done. Adam Thielen. Yeah. Three years, yeah. 25 million. Four touchdowns, 870 yards, all all while being on the wrong side of 30 and being the only thing that Bryce Young can trust. Yeah. It, good for Bryce to actually have something, but everything else around him is bad, so we don't see it as much. But nice job. Nice job, Adam Thielen. He's he the only bright spot on that Panthers team, and I've said this so many times on the show. If you have him on fantasy, keep him in your starting lineup. Dude gets yeah. 10 to 15 targets a game. It's ridiculous. That's right. And keep chugging along. Oh, this one hurts me. Jacoby Myers, who has 59 catches, 648 yards, and seven touchdowns while being wide receiver two and getting a decent three-year, $33 million deal. Yeah. Enough said about that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, this is a big boy contract right here. Four years, $72 million to linebacker Tremaine Edmonds. He's been everywhere for the Bears. He With 92 tackles, six passes uh, defensed or deflected, a forced fumble, and four interceptions. Pretty so, dang yeah. good for him. So he's yeah, another, I think he's doing. I think he's doing just fine. He's another mm-hmm. big reason why the Bears' defense has been stepping up to the plate these last five weeks. Mm-hmm. He's yep. been leading the charge, and it has led him to a spot on the nice list. Have yes, all the toys you want, my guy. You've earned it. And up next for the Philadelphia Eagles. No, no, no. He was on the Eagles. He is now on the San Francisco 49ers. Javon Hargrave, four years, 84 million, 23 solo, 23 solo tackles, but a combined 40 combined tackles, six sacks, and uh, and even a pass batted down at the line. I know what you're thinking, oh, but that's not great numbers, but he is a beast against the run, oftentimes sealing the gap and uh, just plugging up all the holes in an offensive line. And 13 QB hits and seven tackles for a loss. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I dare say that's a nice list material. I'd say and, so. fi- and finally, sorry, Tuck, from the Cincinnati Bengals, Orlando Brown Jr. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's Take all right. <laughs> now, look, it, now. If Tuck were playing Santa Claus, he would probably put everybody who even who even like cuts the grass in front of Bengals Stadium on the naughty list. But but I mean, let, let's just face it. He he has shaped up tremendously. And even though the Bengals are struggling with injuries, he has still been a, a top 10 left tackle. Living up to a four year, 64 million dollar deal. And I respect the heck out of it. I do, do you do you have the stats in front of you of how many sacks he's given up? Uh not in front of me, no. Okay. Cause I was gonna try to pull him up real quick, but we don't really have a lot of time. Yeah. Also, honorable mention, Roquan Smith. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But he technically wasn't part of this free agency class, so really? I because I got all of this off spot track. That's I guess it doesn't count. I, it depends on when he signed. Uh, if it did, he would be there. So, because he signed an extension before the everything, so it doesn't matter. But either way, I tell you, the nice was really just some of the nicest we've ever seen. But oh man, the naughty! Like I said, some of these guys might be getting a visit from Three Spirits, not even Cole. Anything <laughs> mm-hmm. hey, so, else we want to add? Nope, nothing. Uh, go Ravens. That's it. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. We need the Pats to lose. Hey, hey, man. A pick's a pick. A pick and a uh, pick. I do want to wish all of our uh, followers on behalf of Adam, because, you know, Adam's not with us. We do want to wish you all a Merry Christmas or a Happy Holidays if you don't celebrate it. With that being said, that'll do it for us. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fumble Rooski podcast. We have new episodes out on Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard and Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard. 
Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, and so much more. Also be sure to follow our Instagram, Fumblerooski underscore podcast, and our TikTok, Fumblerooski pod, to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, for myself, Chris Kostich, CJ Medeiros, and Justin Tucker, we say so long, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and have a great rest of your weekend, and we will see you on Tuesday. Over and out. Bye-bye.